What's in store for your business this week at Staples? Cases and cases of confidence. Staples can help give you the confidence that your business is ready for the year ahead with all the supplies you need. Like paper. And right now, when you buy a 10-ream case of Staples multipurpose paper, you get one free. So you can be confident you're ready for whatever business comes your way. Buy one case of Staples multipurpose paper, get one free. Now at Staples, where there's a whole lot in store. In store only, limit 10. Valid through 1519. Blog Talk Radio. Thanks for tuning in to Let's Face It with Will Strayhorn and Friends, one of the most informative and entertaining talk radio shows today. From social issues and trending topics to sex and relationships, no subject is ever taboo. So join us now for Real People, Real Topics, Real Talk. Let's face it. Hi, it's Sunday, February the 14th, 2016. We're your hosts. Happy Valentine's Day. What's up, everyone? How was your week? Wonderful. wonderful. Was it wonderful? wonderful. Yes. Yes. It what was made wonderful. it so wonderful? Well, you know, a lot of things, but um, actually I just got back in town earlier this afternoon. Um, was able to have a nice little, you know, girlfriend's weekend and uh-huh. support my girl. Um, who was doing her play this weekend. So it was wonderful, oh. wonderful play. What, what was the play about? The play was actually entitled Happiness for Survival, and it was all about the different ways that women um, have to go through that struggle of pretending like you're happy mm. and different ways that, you know, you're not living the life you dreamed of, your different life struggles, and, and just ways that we put on that mask um, in order to survive. And, I mean, it dealt with everything from um, suicide, uh, from frustration, from disappointment, um, to your actual aspirations and goals. But the description doesn't give it justice. It was amazing. Really? Wow. Yes. Yes. And Baltimore was very cold, but, you know, like most of the country right now. (laughs) Was it it like on the harbor? Anywhere near there? Yes. Yes, we were very Oh, yeah. As a matter of fact. Um, the hotel was so nice to tell us there's one restaurant that actually will pick you up and bring you back to the hotel. So that was like our first meal there. It was awesome. Really? Yes, okay. yes, yes, okay. yes. Okay. What about Jay and Liz? How was your weekend? <laughs> my, late, my weekend was pretty good. I didn't do anything major. Just work. Yeah, I don't have an exciting life like y'all. You already know that. <laughs> Oh, yes, you do. Yes, you do. You're so I know. Hey, so, what about you, Liz? What did you do? I'm surprised um, Liz is out somewhere. No, I really didn't do anything this weekend. Even today, I just I went out with coworkers. Um, one of my coworkers' boyfriends is deployed, so we took her out. Um, and, you know, of course, I saw Boo. But other than that, I had a really laid-back weekend. Oh, okay. All I did what about was you, Will? worked on a film um, for school. We had to do a, a two-minute silent film, and okay. my partner and I have been working on that all weekend because I will be out Thursday from from Thursday to Thursday. I'm having a procedure done on this Thursday, so I'll be out of work in school for a week and um, need to get that done. And that's kind of hard. It's fun, but it's hard. So I've been doing that all day. 
went to church brunch after that. Church was really good. Um, okay. And I think I'm going to head out a little bit after the show. Well, that's it. All right. Yeah. All right. Just wrap up, honey, because it's cold. Yeah. Is it cold out there still? <laughs> oh, my wow. God, yeah. I know when I got in the car this morning for church, it said 19 degrees. Um, yes. Right. I knew we were in trouble because when we landed, well, not landed, but when we arrived there and the whole time we were there, it it reminded me of New York where you see the steam coming out the street. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I'm like, we might want to go back home, but, you know, same difference. It doesn't really make a difference. (laughs) I know that's right. Well, the phone lines are open at 713-955-0793. If you'd like to speak to one of the guests or to one of the hosts, press 1. Also, you can catch us on Facebook and Twitter at Let's Face It Radio. So I want to talk to you guys first. Do you? I know, Alicia, I've been seeing you doing a, a whole bunch. You're doing a, you and Danielle both. Y'all are really on your grind. Tired. But I want yes. to know. I want to know. And this, this I, I, I saw this um, topic. It was on, I think, Entertainment Tonight or Access Hollywood, one of those things. And it just got me the moving because Nikki was, I guess she was lecturing. I guess she called herself lecturing me, even though I had her tuned out. But she was lecturing me about um, needing to get back into um, the things that I was doing um, mm-hmm. as far as, like, the speaking engagements, as far as continuing to write the book, because I have not touched my book ever since probably November or October. Mm-hmm. Um, and just doing other things. I told her that right now my mind is somewhere else. And she was just really right. pressuring me because she was like, you need, you need to keep your name out there. Um, what, what is the word she uses? Um, I think she says, is it activity, 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 or something like that. But okay. I was just like, my mind is not there, and I started trying to write in November, and the stuff I wrote mm-hmm. was garbage. So when I do start back to write, I'm going to have to probably start those chapters all over again. Because pretty mm-hmm. much my priorities are out of order right now. Right. Now, I, I wouldn't say out of order. There, there's just a different order to my priorities right now, and those things aren't high on my list. But um, I was looking at this um, thing that B- Drew Barrymore, she had made a statement. She was interviewed by Harper's Bazaar. And, you know, beforehand she was in movies, she was getting awards for things, and then she Mm -hmm. had a child, and I guess, you know, her priorities changed. So -hmm. she made this statement. She said, I don't think I'm hot right now necessarily because I have a lot of my irons in a bunch of different fires, Barrymore told Mm -hmm. Harper's Bazaar. I'm writing, I'm doing makeup, I'm doing design, I'm expanding my beauty line, flowers, flower into different categories. And I think it's a huge mistake to think that you have to burn bright for your whole life. You can't sustain it. It's exhausting, and it's not very realistic. So my question to you is, you know, awesome people say that, you know, you, you have your moment to shine, that, you know, when you're hot, mm-hmm. you need to take advantage of it, you need to keep going for momentum. I want to know, do you think that it's, that you need to always feel pressure, pressure, you know, to strive and to stay relevant just to have long-term mm-hmm. success, or is it okay to change your priorities for a while and then get, jump back into your game, or do you think that's dangerous? I really think mm-hmm. it's what you consider relevancy. Um, for me, I think it's very important for you to have a center and have balance because we all know, you know, you're, you're, you are you have your thing where, you know, you feel passionate about something and it's like I need to go, 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 go. And why I think timing is always a very important factor. I mean, there are some things where it's like, you know, this is your time for this, so you need to exploit this, you need to be on the grind with this, don't procrastinate. But at the same time, you can't put your energy into everything. Um, Because one of the things, you know, just like last year, I think we had this discussion, you know, you can do a lot of great things, but you can also work yourself in a total depression. And the worst thing 
to have is for people to go, you know, there at your funeral. You know, she was such a great person or he was such a great person. He did so many things for great people. But, you know, if you're a visionary and you're passionate about something, you have a vision for something, whatever it is that you're meant to do, it won't be done by you once you're out of here. So, you know, you have to have that balance. And when you say relevant, you know, I see people, you know, you got your industry game. I'm trying to compete with this one, this one, this one. Well, you know, it's always going to be someone, depending on what perspective you're looking for uh, right. from, that's better than you or they're hotter than you or they have more celebrity than you. So what are you purpose to do? Exactly. You take that, you operate out of authenticity, and you try to find your balance because you can't do everything and do everything well, well you're going to burn yourself out exactly. and then you know you look messy mm-hmm. so your name's on everything but it's all mess and that's not the brand you want to represent either um so you know there's a couple of angles you can look at that but you got to know when you need to sit down and when you need to rev up and what you need to rev up in and what you know might be a great idea but let me put that on the back burner or maybe exactly. that's phase two or three i'm mm-hmm. focused on phase one now Jay, so in your industry, in that area, do you feel, is there is there like a highly saturated area for hairstylists and makeup artists in that area? Uh, in Winston-Salem, not, not, not so much. I, I, think, oh, okay. I think that this industry, I think this industry, the way things have, have shifted with social mm. media, um, things um, seem to be at a, an illusion that everyone is on top of their game. Um, but yeah. we really don't know exactly if they really are. Um, I, I just think that sometimes you just have to put yourself. You just have to put yourself in a position of always just being around people who are doing it. Um, I, I, I look mm-hmm. at you know. I, I tell people I'm not a. I am not a huge Beyonce fan, but I I do look up. I, I like the way that she brands herself. She mm-hmm. she does what she needs to do. She goes hard. But she sits down, and you be like, "Well, where is Beyonce?" And you got people asking about her. They they're screaming mm-hmm. for her. So that that is exactly how your brand should be. You do enough to the point where you can sit down, and whatever you've done will hold your your relevancy for a while, because you always you have to take a break. If you don't, if you never sit down to take a, a break to think about what's your next move, then you will really be doing the same thing over and over and over again. And after a while, that becomes boring. Um, and okay. then someone else is going to come along, and they're going to take your idea, and they're going to add more things to it. So I, I think it's it's yeah. stressful for hairstylists, especially makeup artists. It seems like every time I turn around, it's this whole group of hairstylists, and everyone wants to be a makeup artist. I mean, mm-hmm. there are people who just decide in their 40s that they want to do hair and makeup, and I'm just like, really? <laughs> but, hey, I mean, you're entitled to have that career change if you want to, but – it, it's a doggy dog world with the with the hair industry, mm-hmm. and you really, you, I find my I find myself just just kind of like looking at how the industry is changing and how risky people are doing things just to stay relevant. I don't, and I ask myself, do I really want to go that far? You know, to have a celebrity, mm-hmm. I guess you know, but you just have to ask yourself those type of questions. But it can be it can be rough, but you have to find time to balance. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Cool. Well, a couple of weeks ago, we had talked about Alicia's favorite person, um, the lottery oh, winner. She's a single mother. Oh, she got God. about $88 million after taxes. Mm-hmm. And the whole country has been going in on this woman since she got her money. Um, she was donkey of the day for the breakfast club. 
I don't see any pastor that should have emotional distress or anxiety <laughs> because you didn't pay, even if it was tithes. Well, you know, if she won this much, this how much the church supposed to get in tithes. Could have, should have, would have, supposed to, whatever. If she didn't give you a check, she didn't give you a check. You can't spend somebody else's money. So this little, you going to sue her, I mean, people, please stop making a mockery of church and the Lord. It's embarrassing. Just stop it. It is something. I ain't well, got nothing else to say. I'm going to leave it right there. What you think, Will? You know, that's, it's really funny because I have my family. My family, we don't really borrow money from each other, but we do have people who come and try to borrow money from us. And I've had to get to the point where it's certain people who um, I know maybe they're struggling, but I'm mm-hmm. not going to loan you anything that I'm not willing to give you. I'm not gonna, Thank so you. So if, mm-hmm. if you want to borrow $300 that's and I know you cannot possibly pay me back, you're not going to get that. But if you say that you want to loan twenty five dollars, I'll loan you twenty five dollars and if you don't pay me that back, then you should know not to ask me again. Right. And and that's that policy is pretty much that policy has pretty much helped me. Um my my problem is people on the street for some reason. Um I I think I have this fake discernment for when people really need help and I struggle with, you know, are you gonna really take this money and get something to eat or are you gonna, you know, go get you nope. some wine or something like that? That I really, yeah, and then I, I got to a point now where I can see him on the street at the expressway. I get busy. I make myself busy. Where I pick up my cell phone, I act like I'm on the phone, just to avoid having to what? tell them no. I know that's it's a problem. But I don't have to avoid you to tell you no. I don't have to say nothing to you. you know, when no? I really feel led to give you food, <laughs> I go buy you something to eat. Because I, oh, yeah. I've tried that, and you tell people, could you give me, ma'am, I'm hungry. Okay, well, there's a store right up here. What what would you like me to buy you? The ones that, <laughs> that, when the ones that ain't hungry, they, no, nah, that's okay. But the ones that are really hungry, exactly. they don't care. They will take yeah. that food because they hungry. Yeah, exactly. Mm-mm. <laughs> Again, yeah, I'm not going to get you nothing. <laughs> yeah, I did. My thing is I just think that if you can stand outside in 98-degree weather all day long in the same position and you're asking for money from everybody, surely you could probably get you a job working for the city collecting trash. Maybe you could become a mason. I don't know. But if you can if you can weather the storm, I'm just assuming you know that you got the skill, my brother, my sister, that you can make this coin on your own. I can show you the mm-hmm. way. I mean, McDonald's know, I mean, is I mean, always hiring. Baby. Oh, Girl. And, I, and, I, and the same thing about family. I just feel like if you're not even willing to help yourself, why would I even attempt to try to help you? And if I don't even hear from you, I mean, oh, I mean yeah. not, five, year, five years go by and all of a sudden you're in my inbox on Facebook. Hey, how you doing? I, I think my light's about to get cut off. I need some help. <laughs> oh, they, <Right>. they got <laughs> programs. They got they got programs for that, and I got a prayer for you. But the next time that you know that you were late with the first what? bill, you need to call them and tell them, listen, I need to make some arrangements. Don't exactly. wait for the sixth payment and say, oh, I Come need on. some help. Come on, Come somebody. Come on, there. Mm. Well, I got something. I do this because I care. Thank you. I love that. I do this because I care. I got something that I just want to hear you guys' opinion on because I know mine Whew. Okay, let me bring it down. Let me bring it down. And, you know, I, I saw this article. I'm just like, are you serious? But then when you look at everything that's happened with Judge Scalia's death and the whole, you know, nomination with President Obama, you know, we're going to wait till the next president get in office before we're going to accept the nomination. Okay, you'll really understand how it fits in with this story. Um, Tamar Rice, you know, everybody mm. knows that story, 12-year-old shot by the police 
All he had was a pellet gun, but y'all swear up and down that the boy had a real gun, and that's why you just needed to, you know, shoot the kill. Um, so then you, you killed him. The city said it was his fault. But this week, earlier this week, they sent the family. Now, this is almost 15 months later after he has died. They sent the family a $500 invoice for the ambulance bill. Many what? people felt like $500 invoice for the ambulance ride. And, you know, many people felt like, you know, this is just adding insult to injury. But the whole, the city of Cleveland's explanation was, well, you know, um, we sent that because it was just, you know, we're not going to make them pay. And, of course, they weren't going to make them pay after the outrage. So that response came, I think, a day or so later. But, you know, what it was, it was simply, you know, a city bureaucrat uh, was just following the normal procedure, so they sent out the bill. But, no, we're not going to make the estate pay for it. And then later it was this whole explanation of, oh, well, you know, the city has like $12, $15 million in ambulance bills that are not paid, and, you know, we're just doing, we're following policy. You know, we have every right to ask for invoices when someone dies. So, you know, my opinion while I was looking at that was just, you know, when black blood is not enough. You know, it's it's not enough that we have your blood. It's not enough that we've killed your child. But, you know, here's another way for us to show, and maybe I'm being too emotional, but here's another way for us to show that black lives really don't matter to some. So I just wanted to know what, what y'all opinion was on that story in light of, you know, a lot of other things that's going on. So, okay, so am I hearing that it was like an automatic scent, or were they just being sensitive? Was it accidentally sent? They're saying it's an automatic scent. It's their policy that when there's an ambulance bill, you know, when someone has died and it has not been paid for whatever reason, that Mm -hmm. they automatically just send it. So what they're saying is, you know, it's not someone that would do check and balances to say, okay, this, this, you know, this is a big case where it was in dispute. And you know, it's meant, you know, da 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 da. Don't send right. them that bill. They're just right. saying it's just automatic. That hey, it ain't been paid. Boom, we send you a bill. <sighs> but, yeah, I don't believe that. <laughs> I don't believe that either. Yeah. You're not gonna tell me that Tamar Rice. I mean, he's in the system as deceased, and this bill comes up, and you can tell he's deceased. I mean, it says it's in the system, but you still send this bill out, like you. <laughs> In the name no. itself, There's somebody they should have recognized the name, right? Yeah, but they do it. Any, but they do it anyway. They do it to anybody. I mean, I mean, my grandmother's been she's been deceased now for over ten years, and they still sending her bills in the mail. So I mean, they do it, but I, you know, I think it's just a computer thing. I think just they don't. Nobody really touches anything. No physical person does anything. So the computer just does. They just click something and send things out. I don't even think they even fold these letters anymore. So. I'm not. I'm not. You know. I'm not just. I'm not on their side and saying that everything is right. I'm just saying that sometimes it's just these computer system errors. They don't. And they probably don't care. And they really was probably thinking that they were going to get some money out of the family. You know. They're trying. That's what I was thinking. Would they have returned it if they had gotten the money? Absolutely not. Of course not. And my not. thing is, the way your response was, you only said that. After because the uproar came. Exactly, exactly. So after the uproar came and people are outraged and how could you did it, did it, oh, well, our apology, we're going to withdraw, we're going to close the case again. <laughs> Why isn't the case closed anyway? So you're you right. mean it was closed, then it was opened again, and now you're going to close it again. That's why I'm like, eh, it, it's not sounding right. 
It yeah. really is not sounding right. But, You're right. Yeah, I'm I'm just a little. And then, you know, when it came with the whole issue with the Scalia judgment and, and whether or not, you know, the nominee, who should decide who is nominated, how far are we going to wait? You know, like we don't have no president or nothing. I mean, you know. So what is that about? I, I've been with this film. I kept seeing it come through on my phone. And that something, I guess, something is, the, is it the Senate that's Republican or something? And they wanted to wait. They weren't going to do anything until the new president was announced or something or elected. That's what they want to do. And I'm just like, legally, you don't have that authorization. You know, right. until he has finished his term, he is still the president. So he right. has every right to nominate the replacement. And you're supposed to do your regular job, which is vet that person and rule on who should be there. Not, oh, I think we're just going to wait till the next president come in. Oh, no, you won't. <laughs> but, you know, it tells you again. Oh, okay, well, you know, y'all can pick somebody. But we're just going to drag this thing out as long as we can because we won't wait till hopefully we get our person into office, get your person out, and mm-hmm. then we feel like we have that person on our side party-wise exactly. that can go ahead and say, no, we're going to get our person into this office. But it's like the audacity, as if, you know, he ain't the president, he ain't got no authority. This is how we're going to do this. Jeez. <laughs> I'm like, really? I can't even enjoy Well, I can't enjoy it, but I'm like, you know, I'm on vacation. And really, this is what I'm seeing, like, the whole time. The whole time. But I'm going to leave that alone. I know. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to leave that alone. I'm all right. Yeah. I'm yeah. all right. But, you know, we do have an awesome show prepared. Yeah. Um. So... Again, the phone lines are open, 1713-955-0793. You can press 1 if you have a question for our guest, because when we come back, we are going to have, I I just can't believe he's actually going to be on, but we are going to have Wendy Williams hairstylist Antoine Jackson on the show. So you want to stay tuned, and we'll be back shortly to Let's Face It Radio. Hi, this is Terry Crews, actor, former football player, game show host, father of five, and all-around big dude. I'm also an expert on drama. I know all kinds of drama. There's the good kind that comes with having a house full of kids. There's the bad kind like season-ending injuries. There's the necessary kind like having an agent in Hollywood. And there's silly drama like the drama around my percolating pectorals. And then there's the drama you can skip. Skip the drama that comes with not having your high school diploma or equivalency. Find free adult education classes near you and finish your high school diploma. Visit finishyourdiploma.org. Or text DIPLOMA to 97779. Message and data rates may apply. Reply STOP to opt out. Touch DIPLOMA to 97779. And leave the drama to actors like me. Brought to you by the Dollar General Literacy Foundation and the Ed Council. Kaya weighed just one pound, one ounce at birth and endured a grueling 163 days in the hospital. Thanks to research funded by the March of Dimes, Kaya survived premature birth, the number one killer of babies in the United States. The birth of a child is supposed to be a joyful event, yet each year about 380,000 babies like Kaya are born too soon, and many have serious health problems that can last a lifetime. But you can change that. 
Join 3 million friends, families, and colleagues in more than 500 communities across the nation in March for Babies. The money we raise is so important in fighting premature birth and other life-threatening challenges that newborns face. We're supporting research and programs that help more moms have full-term pregnancies and healthier babies. Sign up, join a team, and start fundraising today at MarchForBabies.org. Together, we can fight premature birth and help more babies be born healthy. Our military service members volunteer to protect us in the most dangerous places around the world. They step up. And when they are severely ill or injured, returning to their families is only the beginning of their long road home. Beyond all the hospitals and doctors and surgeries they need just to survive, they also deserve whatever they need to truly live. All the in-home care and day-to-day help they need to live independently, on their own terms. Wounded Warrior Project long-term support programs were established to provide these brave men and women whatever they need to continue their fight for independence at no cost for life. So many of them need us, and it's time for a grateful nation to step up. Find out how you can do your part at findwwp.org. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to Let's Face It Radio. So our first guest that we have on tonight, I am extremely excited about. I am a huge fan of this guy's work. Um, Let me just give you a little brief introduction about this gentleman. Chic, bold, elegant, seductive. Just a few words to describe Emmy Award-winning Antoine Jackson's work. As the personal hairstylist and wigologist to the TV show personality, Wendy Williams, There is no doubt that he can do it all. With his discriminating eye, with talent that stems from sheer devotion to embellishing clients' good looks, and with years of daily salon experience, when it comes to exquisitely styling hair, Antoine is New York's newest hair star, and he is making his presence felt with a fresh approach to styling. Please help me welcome to the show Antoine Jackson. Hi, guys. Hello, Antoine. Hi, hi. How are you doing? How are you doing? How are you doing? Good. Oh, I love the introduction. You made me want to date me. <laughs> I mean, isn't that wonderful? I mean, <laughs> cool. if he's single, I mean, no, he's, no he's not. It's all about you. We we have to boost it up to make make. So, Antoine, we just gonna go right into the show. Um, give me a back. Tell me a little bit about who are some of your hairstylists and influences. It could be a MUA, it could be a, a clothing stylist, it could be anything. Who are some of the people that influence you? Well, first of all, first of all, I just want to thank you guys for having me on. Thank you so much, Will. Absolutely. And it's it's just an honor to be sharing with you guys. Uh, I have so many influences. Um, as far as hairstylists, um. I love, and I'm a huge fan. This, he's actually one of the reasons I got into this industry, Oscar James. Oh, okay. yes. Yes. Oh, Oscar, yes. Yes. Um, oh, I love Chucky Amos. I love Johnny LaVoy, yes. um, Dante Savoy. There's just so many influences out there. It's just, it's, there's so many. 
Awesome, awesome. How you doing, Antoine? This is Will. Hey, Will. How are you? Hey. So, okay, so you and I met, and, and Nate, we met at Crystal Wright's her Packaging Your Portfolio Workshop. That's when we first met you. Um, I'm not sure if it was in 2000, because you went to it twice. We, um, mm-hmm. I'm not sure. I think it was a 2009 one, and, you know, wonderful opportunity for anybody who wants to get into the business uh, working with celebrities and beyond the salon. It's a great, great event. But um, mm-hmm. we met there, and I remember you. I remember how passionate you were about achieving your dreams. And I remember when we had to present our portfolios and Crystal was talking to you about your portfolio, and you said that you were going to move to New York. And I remember at that time you were moving. You were living in Jacksonville. Oh, you were living in North Carolina. What, you were in Durham? Yeah, Durham. Yeah, yeah, right. Durham. And you had said then that you were going to follow your dreams and you were going to move. And then before I knew it, I saw that you were on the Wendy Show. And then before I knew it, you know, you had gotten your Emmy. So I want to know, you know, what was that process like, you leaving, you know, Crystal's workshop? What was your mind thought as far as you deciding that you are going to move? And, you know, what was that process like? Coming from North Carolina um, all the way to New York. It was well. First of all, I felt it in my heart that this is where I'm supposed to be. Okay. And I, I just knew that. I used to lie in bed, you guys, and just dream about being on TV and having my record magazines and and accepting Emmys. And I yeah. felt it as, as if it were real. I felt like it was mine. I remember telling Oscar James, "I'm going to win an Emmy." I'm going to be on TV, and I'm going to have my work in magazines. I don't want to dominate this industry. I just want relevancy. Ah. And, awesome. And, well, you, you know, not to go all personal, but I'm a single father. My my son is a grown man. He's 25. But I had him pretty young, and I felt that my dream of becoming a hairstylist in this industry was not going to happen. Okay. But as he got older, I realized that I was still young. And I said, oh, wait a minute. He's about to go off to college. I could have a shot at this. Mm-hmm. And I, just, I, 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 I prayed about it, and I knew that I'd get my answer soon. And I just went for it. Wow. You Did know, you I have took connections? all the well, I okay. took all the tools that Crystal, you know, told me. I started um, requesting jobs to assist. Um, finally, Oscar James called me back, and he put me on the spot. Look, you guys, this was Easter week, okay? And you know in the salon, you guys, it's busy on Good Friday. Okay? Yeah. That's a real Good Friday, all right? Yeah. Well, this was the Tuesday before that Good Friday, and Oscar James finally called me back, and he said, okay, well, come up on Friday. I want you to assist me. And I was so ecstatic. I, I canceled all my clients. I rescheduled my push into Saturday. <laughs> and I was excited. I was like, yes, I'm about to be changed. I'm about to go to New York. I'm about to it's, it's happening, guys. It's happening. Uh-huh. So my flight was the last flight out, flying out of RDU, Raleigh Darrell. I beat to the airport, and I was so excited, you guys, that I booked the wrong day. <gasps> Oh, oh no. no. No, I booked the wrong day. And I almost had three nervous breakdowns right there in the airport. <sighs> Whoa. <laughs> not one, not two, but three, okay? <laughs> what in the world? <laughs> so, and throughout all the excitement, I could not remember my PIN number. So my car had frozen up because of uh, the failed tribes. No. 
So I couldn't wow. find a I had wow. $50 in worth of cash. I had $50 cash in my pocket, and I made the decision right then and there to drive eight hours to from Durham to New York because I okay. promised him that I would be there and be on time. And he was taking a chance with me because he's never, yeah. never met me before. And wow. I had never driven to New York before. I <laughs> I had no roadside assistant, one headlight. <laughs> and after I filled my trunk, after I filled my um, gas tank up, I had, what, $30? I said, one for you guys, and I let it all go. I was like, I refuse to drive eight hours on this highway hmm. of 95 stretch. Anything that's going to happen is going to have to happen in this car. But I'm going to make okay. it. And I was like, and as I was driving, I was like, OMG, this is my story. Yeah. I was like, this is it. I've always wanted my story. Everyone had a story. Mm-hmm. I was like, this is it. And I felt okay. good about it. So I get to Baltimore, which is five hours away, and I go to, you know, gas pump, and I was, I didn't want to spend my last little cash. I was like, let me try my card and see if I can, you know, Mm-hmm. Get some more gas, and as soon as I swipe, it said begin fuel. <laughs> Thank you, Lord. And I was like, "This is I'm 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 doing good. I'm doing good. Uh-huh. I'm doing good." I get there at four o'clock in the morning, go straight to my hotel. I get up at seven thirty, get dressed. I am ready. He calls me at eight thirty because call time's at nine thirty. <sighs> the job was canceled. No, couldn't make it in because of a snowstorm. Wow. After all you know of that. What? After all of that, you guys. And I was so revved up, I didn't care. But what I showed, what I proved to him was that he can rely on me. I was there yeah. and I was dedicated. And not only was I there, I didn't dwell on anything that happened. And he mentioned that. He said, yeah. I love you. came with great energy. You didn't dwell on it. And I really liked that. Because I would have never dealt with you again had you not shown up. Mm. Okay. Yes. All right. And that that moment, you guys, and, and during the time I had saved up $11,000 to move to New York, but uh-huh. that moment right there told me and showed me that it's not about the money. It's about my faith. Yes. Yeah. Yes. So by the time I decided to move to New York, I only had $1,100. I moved to a hostel and stayed there a week. And sure. I, go ahead. You said you moved where? I moved to a hostel on the Upper West Side. You know, those little dormitory mm-hmm. um, hotels, mm-hmm. communal, communal, what those little showers where everybody's in there, like a dorm. I didn't know. I didn't know. Just kept though. She was kept. She was kept. Okay. Wow. That's wild. I finally yeah. rented a room in Brooklyn. And I slept on the floor for three months until I was able to afford um, furniture. Mm-hmm. And I got furniture, and then I was like, okay, I'm moving out. This year, I'm moving wow. out in my own apartment, and four months later, I had my own place. I spoke wow. it. I believed it. Yes. Okay, now. And everything that I went through in terms of the ups and the downs, I took it all in stride because I knew it was part of my story and part of my struggle, and it was there for me to learn and grow if I accepted it, and I did. Awesome. Mm. I love the way that sounds. And and you you really show how how you took the dream process, you put your faith behind it, and you continued on with that. But how mm-hmm. do you keep the momentum 
especially, you know, you gave an example, really good example, but how do you keep the momentum long-term when things are not going as planned? Again, it's, it's my faith. It's, it's just my faith, and I have to really trust my skills and my knowledge. Because, you know, in this industry, and you know, you guys know this as well, you know, there, listen, I know there are people out there who can color, cut, weave, wig circles around me. Yeah. You know, talent will get you in the door. But personality uh-huh. will keep you in the door. Exactly. Keep you Amen. in the house. Okay? Okay? So, again, okay. like as Crystal said, Will, it's 80% talent. I mean, 80%, 20% talent, 80% mm-hmm. personality. Yeah. So, my, my yeah. faith keeps the momentum. And I, I try to stay abreast of what's happening in the industry. But I don't mm-hmm. typically adhere to all the trends, but I just, I just want to stay abreast. You know, I know mm-hmm. what I can do, and I can, I'm the best at what I do. Mm-hmm. Okay. Because I know we were discussing that earlier in the show. You know what, and I was about to bring that up, too. And I wanted to ask mm-hmm. you, so you, you don't feel pressure being with your position and, you know, your, your Wendy Williams style. You don't feel the pressure to always um, be doing something to remain relevant so no one don't come along and, um, I've always thought that maybe having that position or any um, position of a stylist to a celebrity may be kind of cutthroat where people would be trying to get your job. So you don't feel feel pressure to always be trying to introduce new things, you know, show that you're doing this and that? I think we fear success because too much is, so much is expected of us. But I think if mm-hmm. we do it for ourselves, then, then, okay. then we, we will be okay. And to answer your question, yes, I lost... In the beginning, I lost a sense of who I was. I lost, I lost my confidence, and because I was so focused and worried on trying to prove to everybody that I'm this kind of stylist, I'm this kind of stylist, I'm this, I'm that, I'm this, and I let those, I let those people get into my head. Like, how did you get here? We've been here ten years. How did you get this job? And it, it affected me. It affected me for a whole year until one day in December, I was lying in my bed. And I was just staring at the ceiling, and everything just came back to me. And it was just acceptance. I accept my abilities. This is who I am. This is what I have to offer. I can do no more. I will try to do more, but this is who I am. And once I I, I came in terms with that, everything changed beautifully. Mm -hmm. So I don't listen to, I try not to listen to any of the, the negatives and you know, I, I just don't. I just, I'm me, and I'm going to do what I can do. And this is what I can do. I like soft, feminine hair. Feminine, I'm sorry, hair. Um, touchable hair. You know, I'm a man. And so I know, I think it takes, I know what it takes to appeal to, to men, you know, women's hair. Um, yeah. So I don't worry about that. I try not to. I don't play those games. Those little high school popularity, I'm doing this game. You know, it's just a, it's just a different time now. Mm-hmm. Thank All you. All right. Mm. Hey, Antoine, Thank this is Liz. Hi, Liz. My hey. Sister. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> you can't see me twerking, you guys. I'll try to twerk. Uh-oh. <laughs> oh, yeah. Okay. Get okay. It. <laughs> <laughs> we gotta get this on TV, guys. This is fun. Yes. <laughs> yes, please. So, Antoine, how mm-hmm. do you land a position as Wendy's hairstylist? Well, 
after the after me, you know, assisting Oscar, you know, a couple of times, I just started doing my research, and I started assisting Hadia Barbell, who was um, Wendy's then hairstylist. So I started out as an intern. I was flying up every week from North Carolina from September to December 2009, every week interning one day. I flew up every week, sometimes twice a week on my own dime. I didn't get paid at all. Huh. And Hytale wow. asked me one day, can you afford to do that? And I looked at her and I replied, I can't afford not to. All right. And she just smiled. And I did. And I trained under her because I was a salon stylist. And you know, that's a, it's just different. Just different hair. TV hair, salon hair, editorial hair. It's sure all is. different. It's yes. totally different. So I did, I did no TV hair. So she taught me everything I need to know about TV hair. And then eventually I moved up to assistant. And then, you know, the head hairstylist. Wow. Wow. That's amazing. So you also won an Emmy. Did, did you, have you ever even imagined that you were going to win an Emmy? Again, I used to lie in bed, you guys, just dreaming about me winning an Emmy. And again, I, like I said, I told Oscar, once he got his Emmy, I was like, that's going to be me. I, I can see me on stage winning an Emmy. And I actually had a dream that I was on stage accepting an Emmy. And it felt real. Mm-hmm. So during the time I was assisting her, dear, she got nominated. And I was like, I never, you know, it's cool to be working with somebody who's nominated. Mm-hmm. But she didn't win. So when I became the hair, hair, hair stylist the following year, and I got nominated, I told Wendy, I was like, I'm going to win it. She's like, how can you be so sure? I said, look, it's part of my story. Wow. Um, so where were you when you yeah. when you learned that you were nominated? I was at the Emmys, okay? Wow. <laughs> oh, no, when I got nominated. Wow. I yeah. No, when I got nominated, I was I was at the studio. Oh, you were? Yeah, and one of the producers came and said, congratulations. You got nominated. <laughs> You're the only person in this entire staff who was nominated. Did you feel like real? What was the feeling? What did you feel? Was it like a relief? Um, was it? I, 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 I was proud. I was happy. because, And I was also curious as to how this was going to play out because, again, I was dreaming about it. And um, you know how you get your mouth all set up for something and you just get the taste mm-hmm. in your mouth? You know how, how Della got her mouth set up for the orange juice? Yeah. You know. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I'm going to always go because it's an honor. Yes. And I went, and then when they called my name, I was ecstatic. Like, I walked up. I didn't even walk around and walk upstairs. I just jumped on the stage. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Wow. All right, now. It was the most memorable moment of my my life. I can imagine. And and I went back to that dream that I had. It, It wasn't deja vu. I dreamt it. Yes. Wow. So, yeah. Antoine, let me ask you this. So, g- given that Wendy's personality is so big, and we, I've, I've actually I've traveled Wendy's. I've been, you know, I've just followed her career since day one. 
So mm-hmm. how do you come up with how do you come up with these hairstyles to fit her? Because you know the Wendy that was on the radio was a little different than the Wendy that's on TV, which I love how she looks. But mm-hmm. how, how, do you, you. how do you how do you how do you convince her to do the shorter bobs and the beachy hair? Because you know she loves big long hair, <laughs> bright blonde. <laughs> okay, okay. Well, I um, as you you know over the seasons, the past seasons, that you've seen that her hair has gotten shorter. And shorter again, mm-hmm. my work is really soft, very girly, and just touchable, movable hair. But also, right. I know me working so close with her, she's a lot softer than what people than what mm-hmm. other people see. She's, she's right. very soft and pink. And when I look at her, I just see shorter hair. And I told her last year, I was like, listen, I'm done with the long hair. We may have one in our repertoire. I said, but I would love to see you much, much shorter. I think you would look so fresh, so modern, and youthful. Yes. Yes. And she was like, oh, I don't know. But okay, okay, okay. I said, we'll, <laughs> we'll do it gradually. I said, but yes. I can see it. I said, in this time, I said, we need to differentiate season seven from all the other seasons. Right. I said, it's time for you to look like the mogul you are and the queen of daytime TV that you are. You, you're it's working. Okay. It's working. And she, and she trusts me. And that's one thing I love. You know, I, we built, I built that trust. And that's good. That wow. Do you, do, you work, do, you, do you work closely with her, her makeup artist and, and like Mimsor, which I know is her makeup artist, correct? Or no, that's, actually, she has a new makeup artist now. No, Mimsor is her stylist. Her wardrobe stylist. Her wardrobe, her wardrobe makeup stylist. artist. Yes. Yeah. So do you all work oh, together yes. as a team? Oh, we have to, yes. It's def- definitely a, a, a group. It's a concept, okay? Um, it yeah. starts with Nemsor, who's a wardrobe stylist. Um, yeah, so whatever he chooses, it's up to me to help balance it out which, so okay. she doesn't look costumey. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? It, it exactly. has to be a, a good balance. Like, if she has a flared fifty dress on, I'm not going to give her a, a booth font. You know, it's, it's too costumey. Right, exactly. Like, if she has a girly dress on, or I probably have to go a little edgy at the top with the hair. Or if, mm-hmm. if the outfit is edgy, then we go a little softer and romantic with the hair to balance it out. Do, you, do hair, you feel that? Go ahead. Go ahead. No, go ahead. No, I was just wanted to ask you: Do you do you feel as though that as the seasons has went on, that you all have had a little bit more freedom with the TV? Because you know sometimes networks try to force, I guess, this person on TV to look a certain way. Do you feel like now she has a little bit more freedom to do what she wants to do with her looks? Yes, she does, but she also understands the whole daytime TV look. To grab the whole middle of America, you know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. I leave all those non-PV, non-daytime TV look intricacies to those to the new kids. Let them do the ponytails and the the, the snatchovers and the you know the part of your hair. You know I understand. Mm-hmm. I respect the daytime TV look. Yeah, I love it. Yes, yes, yes. So, Antoine, again, back to Crystal's class because, you know, I mm-hmm. pulled out my books and everything that she, I bought from her ever since um, we planned to have you on the show. So I've been looking things. I've been doing the 30-day um, journal that she had. Um, but, you mm-hmm. know, one of the big highlights of the workshop was when she had her past success stories. 
come in. You know, she had um, Timothy Priano from the agency. She had Sam Fine come in, and I forgot mm-hmm. the nail tech, the nail tech that she had come in. But you're now um, one of her success stories. Have you had the opportunity to reconnect or to go out and mentor um, on behalf of the class or at one of the, one of the workshops? I have actually. I've done it twice. Again, as I was sitting in class, I said that <laughs> when I become, I don't, I don't like to call myself a celebrity hairstylist, but I said when I become a hairstylist, one of my one of my goals is to come back and and mentor the class, and I did it. Wow. Twice. Yeah. And it's like, it's good to give back. I think one of the it ways is. to be successful. And make money is to help other people be successful and make more, and mm-hmm. make money. Mm-hmm. That's great. And also, what does your career look like? So, do you work? Is your I know you work in a salon as well, right? You work with Wendy every day, and then go to a salon, or do you, certain days you work in a salon, or you freelance, or what does your career look like? What does your work week look like? Let's just say this. Today I was revved up. Now I'm sitting down. I was in the salon earlier today, actually working. Um, but I'm primarily I'm with Wendy. She, uh, fortunately for me, she stays busy. Okay, she stays okay. working, <laughs> and she's so loyal that she doesn't want anybody else but you know me okay. to do her hair. That's good. And I, I love mm. that. I love that. I remember one time we had to do the Soul Train campaign for the Soul Train Awards, and they wanted her to use another stylist who was really expertise in doing big, over-the-top editorial hair, and she mm-hmm. shut that down quick. Mm-hmm. I want Antoine. That's a good feeling. He's going to do it. And I was a little intimidated at first because I knew who the stylist was. I was like, oh, my God, this guy's amazing, he's amazing, he's amazing, amazing, amazing. But when she said that, no, I want Antoine, it, I could have moved mountains. Yes, yes. Mm-hmm. Because she not only wanted me, but she trusts my skills. Mm-hmm. It was a great campaign. That's good. Hmm. Hey, Antoine, it's Liz again. Hey, Liz again. <laughs> what were your keys <laughs> to success and being able to live your dream and be financially prosperous? I'm sorry? What were your keys to success and being able to live your dream and be financially prosperous? Oh, wow. I think that one of the keys for me was to really maintain my integrity because this industry can really rip you apart and there are so many thirsty, hungry, and starving people for the top. Mm -hmm. And if you're hungry... You know, your stomach may growl, but you can really be kind of picky as to what you eat. But when you're starving, you will eat out of the trash mm-hmm. can. You eat anywhere to find oh, nourishment. Yeah. Good you know what I mean? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I, I met a lot of people, and I was thankful that. Can we go back? It is a Sunday, so can we take it to church? Let's go to church. Go okay. ahead. Okay. <laughs> I was. I, God watches over me, and I know that I am blessed, and I know that every day he guides me. So he gives me this little discernment. And, you know, when your energy is not right, I'm big on energy. I'm not going to deal with it. Uh-huh. And, and I'm not perfect, and I'm still learning, 
But I just, I, I, I really keep my faith and I kept my integrity and I just kept my eye on the prize. And, and I'm not in this for money. I could care less about the money. Wow. I cannot wait to see that. I was making more money in the beginning down in North Carolina than I was here. Oh, really? The real fulfillment is really doing something I love to do. Like, I get up every morning, and I'm bopping to work. And they tell me every day, you come in here with the same energy. I even worked the day my mom died, and nobody knew it until it was over. Wow. Yes, because it's all business. There's nobody's business that my mom died. They don't care. It's a live TV show. Let me work. And then I Mm -hmm. go. And I did that, and they blew them away. Wow. Amazing. So, Antoine, tell me this. What what type of advice could you give to other beauty professionals like myself? I, I feel like I'm a baby in this business. <laughs> um, that who, who have a vision or a dream that wants to move to a bigger city, that want to embark on doing editorial work or work with a celebrity stylist. What type of tips or, or, or advice you could give to individuals like myself and others? Don't do it. Don't do it, John. Stay home. Mm-mm. Stay in the sun. Don't do it. Stay away from it. No. <laughs> Listen, if you feel it, go for it. You know, do your research. You know, yeah. um, definitely do your research, no matter what. If, do you want to go into advertising, editorial? Do you want to do print? You've got to know your market and, and start, right. you know, assisting. You know, yeah, she told me one day, she said, start, you know, tear out magazines of work that just blows you away. Find out who's the photographer, who's the makeup artist, you know. Start hitting them up. Find out who's the hairstylist. Hit the hairstylist right. up. Request the um, assisting jobs. And that's what I did. Yeah, so definitely do your research. Um, believe in yourself. Hone in on your skills. And if you do straight hair, if that's your, your, your best skill, then do plenty of it. Like do white, do black, do Asian. Yeah. I think it's, I think sometimes it becomes so in, intimidating because I know for myself I last summer I actually um, worked with this this lady named Gwen DeVoe for Full Figured Fashion Week in New York and mm-hmm. it was a little it was a little intimidating for me because I was in a room with like forty other hairstylists and everybody had a different personality and some were like bossy and some you know they were just throwing their weight around but i mean i really truly enjoyed it i didn't get paid for it but it was it was at, it was just it was just fun to actually be in that arena but mm-hmm. it was very scary it was very scary for me to embark on that journey especially in new york cuz i just felt like oh god i'm i'm in north carolina i'm in new york city doing this like what are they going to look at me like well, you don't know what you're doing so i mean it was mm-hmm. it was fun but i think you just have to take those risks yeah, but and also, too, you have to really trust yourself and believe in yourself. Because sometimes you may never get a second chance. Mm. Right. And I do understand about being intimidated because just recently, with, what, like four years ago, I worked with Johnny Lavore in Project Runway. And mm-hmm. it was so much in terms of it was just hectic. It was just everybody was like, come on, come on, come on, come on. And I'm not that kind of stylist. Like, I'm laid back. I'm chilling. I could be lying in a hammock and doing hair at the same time. That's how laid wow. back I am. Okay? Okay? <laughs> I curl it later. I get to it. I, I'm going to do it. You got to. I'm that. <laughs> I'm that stylist. But it was, it was just not, it was not me. 
and I tried to do my best, but it's just I realized I'm not runway was never my thing. I'm glad I got the chance to experience it, but it's, I knew it wasn't me. So you have to really believe in yourself and know exactly who you are, and, and right. just really try to trust yourself and have the confidence and just relax. You can only do what you can do. Right. And, and don't compare yourself to anybody else. I mean, mm-hmm. you are your own unique stylist, makeup artist, singer, mm-hmm. yeah. person, kid, dog, rat. You, you all unique. Be you. Right. Right. It's freedom time, y'all. Get free. Be who you're supposed <laughs> to be. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Lauren Hill. All right. Well, you know, Antoine, people always say, you know, especially getting to the level where you're at, that you have to learn to pay your dues. You have to pay your dues. You have to pay your dues. When is there a point where you stop paying your dues? Is there ever a point, in your opinion, as far as that's concerned? I think paying your dues is objective, I think. Like, I paid my dues differently. Again, I'm a single dad. I, I, I was, I, when I moved away, I was separated from my son. We've been together for mm-hmm. 18 years. Mm-hmm. Okay? I okay. I lost my mom. I moved to a city from North Carolina, so I was traumatized and didn't know it. Wow. Okay? I, I constantly lost weight. I mean, I moved 2010, one of the coldest winters ever. Omar Tari. Mm. Didn't he write that? Coldest winter ever? <laughs> Uh, I think no. Oh, keep up with me. That was that girl, I thought. The girl. No, Sister Soldier. Sister Soldier. Sister Soldier. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, Omar Tari wrote Fly Girl. My bad. (laughs) Okay. That sounds like what I was saying. Okay, yeah. Okay. I had to walk like 14 blocks every day in the snow to the train station.
Yes, you know. Yes, yes. Um, yes Mr. Ross. Okay. <laughs> oh my goodness. I, I, I listen. I only God knows, but what I was, I'm trying to get pregnant. So I'm gonna be the oh first. Oh my! <laughs> oh me! Oh my! <laughs> well, I, <laughs> know that's right. I ain't had okay. okay. Oh my! Well, that's an interesting yeah. answer. No topic is ever taboo. Yeah. Yeah. Just send us your registry so we can buy you something off. Yes. Okay. Okay. Long as long as you're at Target, I, I can't do nothing outside of Target right now. <laughs> <laughs> Your kids not going too far above Target. She's cute. She's cute. You know Target's cute. I'm just saying. Oh my. Um, mm-hmm. I'm going to continue doing what I love to do. Um, I have a few things that I'm, I'm working on. Um, hopefully, I would like to see my brand across a bunch of bosoms and pecs in the near future. Okay. You, 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 you catch mm-hmm. my drift. Um, mm-hmm. All right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm, I'm working yeah. on a few things, you know. Hopefully, I'll be married in a couple of years. I've been mm-hmm. married for like a, we still doing both coasts? Like a year long. I'm sorry? Are we still doing both coasts, east and west? Yes, we are. Yes. All right, man. That's good. Mm-hmm. Nothing wrong with that. Oh, what were you doing? I don't think I, I don't, I don't think I could do it, but you're doing it. <laughs> Listen, okay. we can do whatever we want to do if we want to do it. I know. I'm just not there yet. <laughs> if you want to do it, you do that. You never know what God has in store for you. You just I never know that's pray right. about it. I leave it at home. Never know. I would commute to China right about now. So oh wow. Yes. Oh my oh, God. <laughs> I will count my pennies daily, and I will just commute to China. <laughs> oh my! I will walk oh to China right about now. Yes. Wow. <laughs> but Antoine, we have appreciated having you on the show. Um, yes. So good. I mean, it's, to me, it's really real because I sat beside you in the class and heard you say it. I was the same thing saying it, but you actually did it. You have given me. Um, you've really done a lot of conf- confirming for me. Um, today, things that I have been really struggling with um, that will be revealed shortly. But um, you, you've helped me make the decision on a lot of things. I want to thank you. Um, how can our listeners follow you um, and, and tell oh, they address me. what you're doing? Uh, you can definitely follow me. I'm on Instagram. Oh, speaking of Instagram, you remember, Will, back in the day, back in our day, that it was all about portfolios, you know, to get yes. a job. And now it's all about Instagram to kids like with no portfolio if you hit them in the head. You know? Right. <laughs> it's, right. It's, a statement of, it's a statement of the times. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And you know what? Different. Different. I didn't think Crystal had that in her class because we were going over mm-hmm. the, the portfolio, the book. Yeah. But even from when we took the class to now, it's changed. The industry is what, they, what yeah. they're requiring. Kids I don't know. I, jobs, I, basically from mm-hmm. Instagram. Yeah. Some places are still requesting portfolios because I've I've actually have inquired about becoming an educator for a few for a few companies and they still want a portfolio. Good. Uh, good. I don't know. Yeah. Good. Well, it's just good. a different time. Either one is better. Mm-hmm. It's just a, just a st- as Jordan would say, it's just a statement of the time. Mm-hmm. Mm. Okay. So what is your Instagram? How mm. can they follow you on it? 
I'm, I'm Antoine L. As in Larry Lamar Jackson. Okay. And it's on Facebook. And if okay. you need me, call me. No matter where you are. <laughs> All right. <laughs> <laughs> Hilarious. <laughs> Hilarious. Thank you so much for coming on the show, Antoine. Give Wendy yeah. our best. I was hoping she was going to call you. You guys, like, okay. I've had a blast. Like, we got to Thank do this you. again. You got to get this on uh, on this screen, okay? Okay. Yeah. Sounds good to me. Okay. Sounds good to me. Well, right, you have a good you guys. evening. Good, All right. Good thank evening, you so much. Bye, you guys. Bye-bye. Bye. Happy Sunday. All right. All right. You, you too. too. We're going to take a quick, quick commercial break. Um, our next guest is already on the line. She's Andrea Wright. She's going to talk right. to us this um, tonight, you know, Valentine's Day. I'm going to tell you all something about something. Okay, so you know how when I go to church, oh, y'all know what happened to me when I go to church, right? Okay, so we already know what happens. So I went to what church. What do you mean, what happened? <laughs> you know I'm a bucket of tears in church. Oh, okay. I went to church today, still struggling with everything that's been going on. Um the pastor was preaching, and he was talking about the message was give me a sign. So he was just he was just talking about people who are you know going through things. People feel like giving up, blah 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 blah. But he mm-hmm. said, you know, I'm gonna make the altar call for people to come up who you know may feel like they're at their wits' end, who just want God to remove the noise, who wants to yes. close their ears to you know some things that have come into their mind. So. I kept saying, don't go because nobody's gone yet. Don't Nobody's gone yet. And I was going to uh-huh. wait until it was inundated with a whole bunch of people. But Boy, I was bye. the first person to go up there. When I got up there, I just started shaking so bad. And uh-huh. before I knew, I just felt this weight come off me. But she's going to talk to us about loving yourself first because that's my whole yes. issue right now. Um, All right. You know, learning just to love myself. So I'm excited to have Andrea come on. Um, she's also agreed to be a, re- a recurring guest because um, she's yes. like as well. So after this very quick break, um, we're going to be back in the studio with Miss Andrea Wright. We'll be right back. Columbine. Virginia Tech. Tucson. Aurora. Fort Hood. Oak Creek. Newtown. 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 How many more? How many more? How many more colleges? How many more classrooms? How many more movie theaters? How many more houses of faith? How many more shopping malls? How many more street corners? How many more? How many more? Enough. 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 Demand a plan. Right now. As a mom. As a dad. As a friend. As a husband. As a wife. As an American. As an American. As an American. As a human being. For the children of Sandy Hook. Demand a plan. No more lists of names. It's not too soon. It's too late. Now is the time. Before we all know someone who loved someone on that list. No more lists. No more. Who they might have been. No more. If we had just done something yesterday. It's time. We can do better than this. We can do better than this. It's time. It's time. It's time for our leaders to act. Demand a plan. Right now right now you demand it enough 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 inside every overweight woman is a woman she knows she can be many times you look in the mirror and you don't even recognize your own self because you've got lost 
buried in the weight that you carry. Nothing you've ever been through is wasted. So every time I tried and failed, and every time I tried again, and every time I tried again, has brought me to this most powerful moment to say, if not now, when? I feel that way, and I know millions of other people feel that way. Are you ready? Let's do this together. Welcome back to Let's Face It. Our next guest, Andrea Wright, wrote her first book when she was six years old, realizing early on her passion for writing. She didn't write again until 2002, Awaking from a Dream. She felt compelled to put pen to paper, and she hasn't stopped. As a result of a corporate downsizing, she reconnected with passions she never forgot, writing and life coaching. Throwing herself headfirst into her new career, Andrea has made many influential allies and knows what it takes to succeed. She's published articles in the Chicago Tribune, Associated Content, The Red Eye Chicago, and she's also a regular columnist for the column Fashionably Late for Stunner Baby Magazine. And currently she writes for ChicagoNow.com. So please help me welcome to the show, Andrea Wright. And how are you this morning, or this evening, actually? Evening. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to fan forward, isn't it? <laughs> you as well. <laughs> I want your morning. You know, I can't keep the schedule right. <laughs> No, it's all good. You know, it's, you know, yes. we just have to roll with the flow. And happy Valentine's Day. Happy Valentine's Day to you, too. It's Thank been you. It's an awesome one. Oh, good. <laughs> well, you know, I'm really glad to hear that. <laughs> yes, but, you know, we're going to get into that because, you know, I, I understand I all too well how there are singles yep. out there who this is the most depressing day ever. And I'm sad it by that. Yeah. Yeah. Honey, yeah. I got a cocktail waiting for me. I'm just saying. It's depressing. Oh, no. <laughs> well, you know what? And I just. Mm-hmm. <laughs> no, I'm sorry. Go ahead. <laughs> no, and I just. I want to wrap that little will up. You know, I heard what he said before when he was introducing me. And I just. You know, I could. Like, we could make this a whole life coaching session for Will if we oh, want okay. to. Okay. <laughs> okay. It, it's mean, probably going to turn be, into that for all of us. <laughs> I mean, I, well, anyway. I mean, I'm happy to do it because that's like what I do, and that's what I love to do. But I mean, I just was, I just, my heart was like, oh, I, I literally Aww. went, oh, yeah, I did, and I, you know, and I, and I want, I want to help you. So I mean, we can do it off session. We don't, you can, you know, we can like set up a session to do that. But um, for Uh-oh. sure, my goodness, I'm happy to help anyone. That's what I do. I, I want to save the world one word, one word at a time, one person at a time. So that's what yes. I do. Well, how did you begin life coaching? You know, you know, how did you and when did you begin life coaching? You know, it's so funny. Um, I was in kindergarten. <laughs> I was oh. in kindergarten, and I remember this little girl came to me and she said, you know, she she cut her finger and she said. Oh, my God, I cut my finger. And everyone said, go to Andrea. Andrea will tell you what to do. You know, ask wow. Andrea. You know, and, she, and so she came, she said, Andrea, I cut my finger. What do I do? Do I, do I suck it or do I put a, you know, band-aid? What do I do? And I didn't know what to do. 
Wow. And I I said, hmm, well, I think you should suck it, which is the worst advice ever. You should never suck your finger if it's cut, you know, because – you're, you've got yeah. more germs in your mouth, you know. Totally, yeah. the worst advice ever. And I was like, oh yeah, you should suck your, you should suck it. I didn't know what to do, so I said, like, yeah, you should suck it. And so, but that's been my life. Well, that's been my entire life. Where people come to me, I had little, little Ask Andy columns and stuff like that. But people will come to me, and they, I, I can be on the street in Chicago, and people will say, how do I get here? And I'm like, I don't, I don't, I don't know. <laughs> And I, I can wait. I can look it up for you, but um, you know, it just that just happens to me, and um, and I, I just embrace it, and I try to help people yeah. as much as I can. So, well, who's your typical client? Um, I would say you know anyone, any. I get a lot of women, and I mm. want to say I get a lot of uh, women who are who have been divorced. And they are they're just dealing with their parents, and they're dealing with a lot. And um, that's my typical client, you know, someone who just has a lot on their plate, and they just don't really know how to manage it. I, I just want help with managing it. And I can help mm-hmm. them manage it. Oh, wow. always good. <laughs> and, I want, and I want to help them manage it because, I mean, honestly, I do it myself. I manage – I it's 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 a lot to manage. I don't know how many of you ladies um, are moms and all that kind of good stuff, but it's it's a lot. Yes, yes, life in general. <laughs> <laughs> life in general, yeah. Hi, Andrea. This is Liz. How are you? Hi, Liz. How are you? My, that's my middle I'm name is Elizabeth. Good. Yes, look at that. Oh, wow. (laughs) (laughs) What does self-love mean to you? You know, for me, the most basic definition is taking responsibility, taking your own responsibility for your well-being and your happiness. I mean, honestly, that's really it. I mean, we, we all want to be happy. We want to be well. And we well, once we take responsibility for it, that's it. You, it's not wow. about what someone else can do for you. It's about what you uh-huh. can do for yourself. You know. And right. honestly, we get that we get that message mixed up so many times, and I hear it all the time. And it it's just it's a mix up because it's not about what someone can do for you. It's what you can do for yourself. Absolutely. Wow. Yeah. Okay. Wow. Okay, so Andrea. So yes. this is who am I talking this to? This is this is Nathaniel. Hey, Nate. So hey, how are you? So, good. How are you? I, I'm gonna ask this question. So I, you know, I look on Facebook and I see sometimes people are in and out of relationships. They could be in a relationship for five years and then they're back in another relationship with a different person. Do you think that people are 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 loving themselves less these days to the point where they just don't they can't be by themselves? Um, you know, honestly, what I really see, what I hear a lot is that people don't, people don't listen anymore. Like we, like mm-hmm. if you look at, if you look at Twitter, it's like 140 characters. If you look at, you know, people will text you and it's like, they're not saying actual words. They're doing like letters, you know, it's like you, mm-hmm. it's the letter you, you know, people aren't listening and talking to each other the way we have before, like when was right. the last time you got a, a letter, an email, a letter, uh, a, a letter? You know, it's been forever. Right. Uh, you know, well, and so know. people 
aren't doing that anymore. So I think it's it's people are feeling that they're not being heard. They feel that they're not. Um, it's just you know there's there's a, a void there, and that's why life coaching and career coaching and executive coaching, which is all I cover everything, but life coaching in particular with that is um, so in need right now because people don't listen. And I can't tell you how many people just appreciate me listening, just sitting and listening to them, because people don't listen anymore. And I, so it's not, I don't think it's about not loving, but it's, and I do, but I do think there's a void there. But um, people don't um, listen right now. And listening is a form of love, because when you listen, when you devote your time and you listen to someone, that's loving, you know, so people aren't doing that. Wow. You know, you I said something about people don't listen anymore. Mm-hmm. But do you think it's not only do they not listen to the partner or the potential partner, or do you think it's that they don't listen to their own instincts and their own feelings of what they really need versus what they want? Such an excellent question. I love it. <laughs> Because (laughs) I know I really do love it because um, that really is what I kind of that's my whole aesthetic It's because I think that people need to like quiet their minds and just like meditate and just get into that and to figure out like I mean to just figure out how do you love yourself like when we talk about self-love how do you love yourself Mm -hmm. and you have to quiet your mind and you've got to get into this zone so that you understand, okay, and I don't want to be all, like, aesthetic and, like, oh, like, woo It's not about that. It's really mm-hmm. about just quieting, you know, just getting in touch with yourself, you know, and having that moment so that you can say, this, this means a lot to me. Everyone wants to make it something else. Like, it's outside of me, and it's not outside of you. It's you. You know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know. Like, I That's could ask it. each and every one of you, like, I, we could have a session in, in 20 seconds and just what what makes what makes you happy, you know? Mm. Just even that question, just thinking about that. What makes you happy? And then wow. that's what you should do for yourself. Yes. Yes, completely. That's all you need. And you, it, it's not about anyone else. And everyone wants to look outside and say, oh, I need to be married, I need to be this, I need to I've been married, mm-hmm. divorced, you know, blah, 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 you know, whatever. But it's not about that. <laughs> <laughs> it's really about yeah, it's really about just knowing what really makes me happy. Hmm. And I want I want to make everyone happy. That's why I'm doing all this cuz I want yes. I want everyone to be happy. I mean, there's kindness. I mean, honestly, that's one word and I talk about it in my book and we'll t- we'll talk about the book. But um I talk about it in my book. That was one word that came up in this dream I had and um, the word kindness came up that, you know, I don't know if it meant that I need to be kinder or the world needs to be kinder. I don't I don't know what it meant, but I talk about it all the time because I think the world could be kinder. I mean, how much, mm-hmm. where would we be today if, if, the, if people were just kinder? Look at what's going on with cops and this and the other. Yeah. If the world was just kinder. Where will we be? You know, I just I mean, so place, I don't know. Yeah. A better a way, a way better place. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It sounds uh, trivial, but it's yeah. the simp- it's the simple things like that 
that, mm-hmm. like you said, it's a whole it's a whole another difference. Yeah, completely. Hi, Andrea. This is Will. How are you doing? Hi. Hi. Okay. So I just want to put out a disclaimer first. I'm I'm <laughs> the person that all of you guys are talking about to my face. I'm that one who does not like to be alone, have a problem being alone, and this is also one of the places where I get my free advice. So I'm going to ask you a question that pretty much pertains to me. Um, and I have my pen so I can take notes. But, um, okay, so I'm the person who gave everything. I, I gave everything in my relationship. The relationship lasted 16 years, pretty much all of my, what I consider my adult life. Um, when the relationship was over, I lost everything, including myself. Mm-hmm. Um, I keep hearing, and I've heard people, you know, my co-hosts, who say, you know, this is the time you work on yourself. This is when you love yourself. This is when you do all that. But in my mind, I thought I was doing that anyway. I thought that was natural. I thought that, right. you know, that, that just comes with life. You, you work on yourself. Yep. So my question to you is, mm-hmm. how does somebody begin, I'm using my quote fingers, to go about loving themselves more? Because it's been seven months, and I'm, I think I'm pretty much the same where I was the day after. Well, you know, and my was. heart goes out. To, my heart goes out to you. I mean, I mean, relationships are just hard. They're just, mm-hmm. but they they force us to learn something about ourselves. I mean, honestly, that you're you're in it for a reason. And I would just say, you have to start with quiet, like I said, quieting your mind and just what makes you happy. And, you know, for me, like, you know, I, you know, I've got my things. Like, I celebrate my birthday. My birthday is 724. So, 724-247. Every day is my birthday. So. Yes. <laughs> um, <laughs> so, I, I celebrate like myself every day, you know, mm-hmm. and I do. Um, and I think that that's not unhealthy. Like, a lot of people say, oh, that's so, you know, um, you know, you're being so. Yes, narcissistic. Thank you. Perfect word. And I'm like, no, not really. I'm just, I love me, you know, and it's mm-hmm. okay to love me, you know, and that's, and it's okay, you know, and we mm-hmm. have to get back to loving ourselves because if you don't love yourself, Amen. you can't love anyone else. Amen. Amen. It's true. Amen. It's true. Come on, somebody. Right? <laughs> yes. You just, you yeah. can't. <laughs> and so, and so, well, I would, I would, for you, I would say, you know, you, we have to get back to you loving you because there. And I would say, you know, put like little stickers on the window on the on your mirror to say, what what do you love about yourself? Three things you love about yourself. Like I, I'm going to ask you right now, what are three things you love about yourself? I've had that question asked. Come on, okay. now answer it, honey. I want to hear it. Um, Stop stalling. I with it. I have a good heart. <laughs> I know I have a good okay. heart. Okay. Okay. Um, Two more. Oh my God. Um, <laughs> I'm ambitious. Yes, stop. Um, I mean, ambitious? I, I don't, I don't, I'm ambitious. And okay. Number three. Um. Loyal. Some. What? What'd you say? Loyal. I'm a loyal person. Loyal. Okay. Mm-hmm. And those are That's three fine. great qualities, and it's about just reminding hard. yourself. Um, what'd you say? I said that was hard to do. Oh, mm-hmm. honey, it's no, but you, those are three great qualities, and you just have to remember that you've got those three great qualities, you know, and that makes you love yourself even more. And so, mm-hmm. you know, when you go out in the world, 
and you're, you know, dating or doing whatever you do, you know that you are loyal. You know that you, you know, the three things we just said, I can't remember all three, but, <laughs> that, uh, <laughs> but you know, you remember those three things about yourself, you know, and that's what I do, you know, and that's why, you know, you just, you just, you, you love you. It's just, it's, okay. there's nothing wrong with loving you. <laughs> okay. All right. Thank you. Does that help? Yeah, it does. It mm-hmm. does. I just, I just need to do it, and I need to believe it. You know, I'll, I'll just a, uh, a little, uh, another disclaimer. A lot, I, earlier in the show, when the show began, I was telling people I think we had a confession show, and the season, and we had to do our big reveal. And I was saying a lot of people, when people are asked what to say about me or to describe me, a lot of people say he is so humble. And I would just say that's a bunch of garbage because I don't believe it myself. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. I'm saying, you know, yeah. I feel, you know, ambitious, I'm loyal, and this stuff kind of stuff. And other ambitious, people may right. say I'm humble, but to me, I just don't believe the accolades that they give me. I know, I know, those are things I need to work on as far as believing in myself. No, no. And I would work happen. on, I would work with you on a different level about that because okay. it's about you changing um, how you feel about you. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's a different thing, you know, a little bit different. But um, okay. that's what I would work. Uh, that's how I feel. I want to work with you if if we work together. <laughs> but um, that's how okay. I want to work with you. All right. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. Sure. No. This is Andrea. what I do. This is my love. Yes, my love. Who is this? Sorry, this is Liz. Hi, What's Liz. Your Valentine's Hi. present to yourself. Um, you know. It's because I celebrate my birthday every day, seven twenty four, twenty four seven. You know, I <laughs> I really don't have a Valentine's present to myself. Um, you know, I date and um, you know, and I love and and, and honestly, I want to. I love, therefore, I love me. I love. I can love other people because I love me. I can love other people. So I want to spread that. That's why my book is coming out. It's come. It's um, actually, uh, I think it's out now, and um, it's to help people. You know, because I want to. I do mm-hmm. want to save the world one word at a time, one person at a time. That's wow. my, that's what I want to do. I love it. So Andrea, it's this just is not. This is just. This is Nathaniel again, yes, Nate, whatever you want to call Nathaniel, sorry. Nathaniel, <laughs> Nate. It's, no, it's fine because we do have another co-host. That, his name is Nate, so we try not oh, to get Oh, okay, okay, I'm sorry. <laughs> I, was just, I saw so, that. And, yeah. <laughs> so, you know, growing up, I really cannot say that I had a perfect example of what love was. You know, my mother was never married. She never really had any stable relationships either. Um, so tell me, what, what, would, what would be one thing that you would tell your younger self about looking for another person that would complete you? Well, the whole thing is that no one can complete you. you know, Amen. Um, Amen. Right. Yeah, no one can complete you. I mean, it, you have relationships. Like, I mean, I was married, and I'm, honestly, I got divorced because I didn't want my daughter to think that our relationship was something she should emulate. You know, mm-hmm. um, so I was like, no, I'm going to get divorced because I don't think that this is what I want her to think that is good, you know, and healthy and whatever. But um, no one can complete you. You've got to complete you. You know, it's mm-hmm. really about you getting quiet with you and just, and that's why I like, I love life coaching because you can just help people just kind of quiet their minds and just kind of, and mm-hmm. it's so it's so rewarding when they make that light bulb 
you know, moment, and they say, oh, my God, I get it. I love right. that. Mm-hmm. I love that moment. I definitely agree. Yeah. Well, it's really a beautiful moment. Well, you've talked about it throughout the program, so we got to ask you. <laughs> your book. <laughs> yes. Your book, Trusting yes. the Tingles. Trusting and since it's Valentine's tingles. Day, certain people would say it was the tingles that got them in trouble. So, <laughs> We want to know exactly what this book is about and what do you mean by trusting the tingles? Should we trust them? Yes, you totally should. And I love this book. (laughs) I mean, with my heart, I love this book um, because I wrote it on a whim because I've written five other books and um, not finished all of them. I finished like two, but um, they've been mysteries and thrillers. And this one is – it's a self-help, um, just kind okay. of like a spirituality kind of thing, and I felt the need to do it. I, like, I got this inspiration, and I was like, oh, my God, I need to write this book. And I've never done it before, and it's the first one to be published. So I feel like okay. it's, you know, you know, it's just, you know, something to help people, and I love helping people. <laughs> I really do. Right. Um, but Trusting the Tingles is all about listening to your environment, listening to your dreams, like when you hear a song mm-hmm. and it makes you feel a certain way, to, to listen to that. It, it's mm-hmm. making you feel a certain way for a reason. Uh, numbers. I've won the lottery. based on Not that everyone needs to go out and play the lottery if you have a dream about a number. But um, <laughs> I've had, because <laughs> I don't want to, disclaimer, 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 disclaimer. But um, I've done that where, you know, I've seen a number all day. I'll never forget. I saw a number. It was 817. All day I kept seeing that number. And um, I had to go gas up at the gas station. Mm-hmm. And um, so, but the thing was down. I had to go inside to pay. And you never have to go inside to play, pay. But I had to go, that day I had to go inside and pay. So I said, fine. And I said, well, you know, I'm here. I'm going to play the lottery. And mm-hmm. I go to my birthday, 724. And I'm like, okay, let's play 724. And then I said, you know what? Mm-hmm. Let's do 817. Because I kept singing all day. All day I kept singing it. And I was like, let's just do it. And that's exactly what came out was 817. Wow. So, I mean, sometimes you just, you know, go with the flow. Just whatever happens. And just, you don't have to play the lottery. Just write it down. See if it comes out. Who knows? It's just. For me, it was a validating kind of thing that I'm on the right path, and that's you know that's you know what I mm-hmm. like to help people do is get on the right path. Well, in the book, trusting the tingles, um, mm-hmm. does it really break down for a person? Because you know that's one of the things you know people say trust your gut instinct, but what yeah. do you do when things are so convoluted and things are just so there's so much noise and distractions? that you're not sure that's your instinct. You're not sure how I connect to that ability. That's a great question. And um, I would say I would say to someone else, talk to a friend. Talk to someone who really knows you. And they can help you determine if it's really what's going on or is it, you know, they'll help you kind of figure it out. Because if you don't have, like, a life coach, if you don't have, like, a career coach or whatever, um, a good friend can help you do that too. You know, they can help mm-hmm. you discern between what's what, what's really going on and what's not. You know, um, because sometimes we don't know, and we just you know it, it helps to talk to someone else. 
you know, a good friend, a good relative, a good, you know, whoever, your, your bestie, whoever it is. But talk to someone who knows you, who can help you discern that. Mm-hmm. Or, and of or course, life coach like me. Or life coach like me. Yeah, life coaches are very important. <laughs> very important. Know a few good ones, too. But since it's Valentine's Day, we also have to ask you this question. What are mm-hmm. your personal love goals? You know, it's it's really funny. I don't really have, I don't uh, like to put a, what is it, a stamp on, or I don't like to say, okay, this is a goal for me, you know. Okay. I like to go with the flow. And, and right. my, and my, what my goal is to love. And I love me, and I would love to meet someone and know someone who loves me as much as but that's a, that's a hard task to love me as much yeah, as I love me that's a that's a that's a pretty big you know thing to, to do because I love me a lot I mean I celebrate my birthday twice a day so every day <laughs> <laughs> well you know it can work in reverse too I mean some people are struggling to find someone to love them because they don't yeah. love themselves mm-hmm. so you know it can but be you hard when love you love yourself else. a lot right but you, if you don't love yourself, you can't love anyone else. I mean, you, honestly, the goal is, I mean, I, I think that's really my message is everybody, love yourself. If you don't love yourself, you you can't, you're, you're, you're worthless to everybody else because you don't yes. love yourself. I mean, I wish, I mean, I really, that's really my goal is because I, mm-hmm. it's so important. And I know I'm that's like preaching so at the moment, but. No, no. It's needed. It's really yeah. needed because there's a lot of self hate. Yeah, there's a lot of self hate. Yep. Mm-hmm. And we need to get over that because honestly, we we need to get over that. Mhm. Because honestly, it's not helping us. It's not. I mean, it's right. hurting us. So let's stop it. Like if we could like learn to love ourselves, it will just everything will be. I I just I think that that's really the key. Honestly, I don't know why, but that's it. Okay, all right. Well, thank you, Andrea, for coming on the show. We appreciate it. I've gotten something from you. And, of course, we're going to have you back on. um, Oh, I I would love to. Anytime. As well. Um, Anytime. How can our listeners follow you? I am. Sure. My uh, book is going to be out, Trusting the Tingles. It's going to be on Amazon.com and Barnes & Noble. And you you can just look up Trusting the Tingles. I'm also on, um, what's it? Twitter at a writer two forty seven uh, twenty four seven, um, and I'm on Facebook as well. Andrea, right? You'll uh, you, uh, there's like a weird number that, that's at the end of it, but um, yeah, I'm everywhere. So okay, well, awesome. Right. Do you have any final thoughts or comments before we let you go? Love yourselves first. Okay. I mean, that's really it. I mean, honestly, I mean, I really think that that will save all of us. I mean, if if I can get that message out, that's the message I want to get out. So, mm-hmm. um, yeah, okay. I don't know. Do you guys have any other questions for me? Any, um, any like? Um, well, I think you you've done well. Hmm. You've done very well. Anybody? <laughs> I think people need, need to buy the book. <laughs> Thank you for the yeah. Yeah. Oh, you're going to discuss the book when you come back. Yeah, totally. And maybe we can We're do like a friends. little, maybe we can do something for like one of your listeners. We can like do a yeah. freebie for one of your listeners. That would be a lot of fun. Ah. 
Okay. Yeah. Sounds I'll good. do that. Right. Yeah. All right. Totally. All right. Well, thank you. We'll be contacting you soon to go ahead and schedule that. But we want to thank you for taking time on this Valentine's Day to come and share yes. your knowledge with us. Um, and and I now I can go celebrate Valentine's Day. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Rub it in. Rub it in. Yes, go ahead. Yes, 24-7, okay? Well, no, Will is not rubbing it in because she did talk about loving herself. So, hey. Oh, you're going to love your own. Okay. Love you go right. celebrate too, Will. <laughs> I love it. Thanks, guys. We, I've had so much fun. All right. All right. Good night. Have a good night. Okay, good night. <laughs> Bye. Good, good night. <laughs> yes. So we're going to take a quick commercial break and come back and talk about next week's show and um, some final remarks. So you're listening okay. to Let's Face It. We will be right back. No more, it's none of my business. No more, I'm sure they'll work it out. No more, boys will be boys. No more, I'll say something next time. No more, why didn't she tell anyone? No more, she was flirting with him. No more, she's too smart to let that happen. No more, not my problem. No more, he didn't mean it. No more, why didn't she just leave? No more, he said he was sorry. No more, she was drunk. No more, she was asking for it. No more. She seems just fine to me. No more. She should have been more careful. No more. We don't talk about that. No more bystanding. No more ignorance. No more excuses. No more. No more. No more. You're listening to Let's Face It, one of the hottest talk radio shows on the web. Are you looking for more exposure for your brand, product, event, or special story? Let's Face It Radio is the place for you. We're also seeking guest experts specializing in sex and relationships, health and wellness, politics, law, spirituality and religion, just to name a few. Looking for low-cost marketing opportunities? Well, look no further. We offer multiple advertising campaigns via website ads or audio commercial opportunities played live during the show. Visit www.letsfaceitradio.com and complete the appropriate contact form for more information. Dad, we need to talk. Can we just enjoy the drive? If you're not going to listen to me, who will we listen to? Jeffrey. Ah! Marsha Gay Harden. What? What? Eyes on the road, Dad. What? 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 What are you doing? What? What are you? What are you? What are you doing in my back seat? How did you get in here? You're getting older. Not that old. Your brain's changing. It's natural. Yeah, that's what I was saying. Honey, I've got experience with this. Jeffrey, brain health is all about making the most of your brain as you age and helping to reduce some of the risks to your brain. Really? Now that's interesting. So, you'll talk to her about this, but not me. Marcia Gay Harden? Where does she go? Learn what you can do to help keep your brain healthy at brainhealth.gov. Did she... Did, <laughs> she didn't say goodbye. I mean, I would Visit brainhealth.gov.
Welcome back to Let's Face It. So we had two good guests. I really got yes, something from both of them. Yeah, we did. Antoine, um, I'll tell you, when we, when he was in the class and we were, his portfolio, Crystal, Crystal Wright, was, she's like, she used to own the crystal, the crystal Agency in L.A. And Nico, the guy who used to do Holly Berry, she was the one who discovered him. Um, so we mm-hmm. we did this class, um, this workshop. Jay, you should have you ever heard of it? No, I actually haven't. Uh-uh. Really, if you, if that's something you want to do, I would really suggest that you look into doing it. When we did what, it, it was is one. It called? It's called um, packaging your portfolio workshop. Crystal Wright. Um, you know, but I and, think she's on Periscope. She has Periscope. She yeah. Periscope uh-huh. Sometimes. Yes, mm-hmm. um, but she gives you a wealth of information. We had to actually tell her to stop because she was just going on and on and on. But I think wow. she does it now over a couple of days, but it was really good, um, especially to see him say that he was going to leave and then actually see him do it. And now they hear about how he made it happen. I just know mm-hmm. that that's a story where you really have to want it. You have to want it bad enough because I know my comfort level, and I just don't know if I could do the, the bathroom thing, the staying at a hotel with the one bathroom and, you know, I got to pray. Honey. Yeah. Honey. But you know, I, well, it's but, in but your I spirit. Have, but, it will make you sick but, not saying, to that's do what it. I'm I, that's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. so many hairstylists tell me stuff like, listen, I, I've been laid on my mortgage just to, just to be in this, in this career. And I'm just like, oh, just, just get me there, Lord. I just don't know. I just, you know, just thinking about yeah. that just is kind of like cringing. Yeah. Exactly. Uh-uh. But, Next week, we have Dr. Angela Loria. She is known as the author incubator. Um, she said that she's helped over 150 um, authors discover their story and put it on words and to get their books written, published, and promoted and to earn ten to 50000 a month. Um, she said that she's done it for herself and so many other people. So she's going to come and talk to, um, I think she does similar to what you're doing, Alicia. She's going to help people discover the story and how to put it um, mm-hmm. onto paper. Um, and then the following week, we have um, Pastor Darren Phelps who's going to come back and he's going to yes. spend the hour answering a lot of our questions. We've I've passed the question that you had, Jay, about the tithing and he has mm-hmm. a good answer for that as well as um, some other questions. He wants us to come up with some questions to um, mm-hmm. submit to him and he's going to have some of his, his um, parishioners from his church do the same. So that's okay. coming up on the last Sunday of the month. Next Sunday, we have the author and incubator, Dr. Angela Lauria, coming in. Do you guys have any final thoughts that you want to say? Absolutely. Um, you know, I have shared uh, probably this weekend just, you know, how Valentine's Day at one point was one of those holidays years ago that was really a sore spot for me. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I understand how people are just like, especially if they come out of a bad relationship or just, you know, sometimes being single on Valentine's Day and you go places and everybody is partnered up with someone. But, you know, I think um, Andrea said it perfectly. You know, there, there's love all around us. So it's like, you know, you have to get to that space where you need to just look around and appreciate the things you have. Um, so, you know, whether it's friends that you're connected to, you know, there's plenty of people that are single on Valentine's Day. So maybe you guys can do mm-hmm. something together. You know, maybe you just call and, and check in on them because they might be lonely and depressed <laughs> if you're in that state, you know. But just, you know, really look at your life and look at the things that you have to be grateful for. Um, and then really realize that, you know, a lot of times, depending on the way you celebrate it, 
it ain't nothing but a man-made holiday anyway. Uh-huh. So <laughs> the one that really gets over are the jewelry people, the candy yeah. manufacturers, and, and those that supply flowers. So <laughs> I can love you 24-7. I ain't going to have no special day, but I ain't knocking you if that's your special day. But I'm just saying, if you're single and don't have nobody, don't be depressed. Mm-hmm. And you know, and you tomorrow, know. everything half off anyway, so it's all right. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> <laughs> that's true that you said that. That's true that you said that because you know, we it was me and about three other friends, well, two and a half other friends, who were going to do the friend going out the dinner thing, mm-hmm. you know. And then last week, guess what they did? They met people. So of oh. course, I'm here doing my show and working on my film because they went out last week and met somebody each. So, okay, but but think about what you just said. That. What? Think about what you just said. You here working on your show and working on your film. So you're blessed enough to be working on your purpose and something that has value to you. Oh, you're right. You're right. Oh, okay. So, I, okay. I mean, Thank you. you ain't booed up. You're right. You're right. You're but right. I'm booed up with my future. How about that? Yeah. So not knocking like you because one. you found somebody, but I'm booed up with my future. I'm making uh, me a priority in my future. Hallelujah. I like that one. I like I'm that one. I'm just saying. <laughs> just you're saying. Right. You're right. Well, yeah. Thank you. Thank you. Well, I want to wish all of you are happy. We have a few more. About less than two hours worth of Valentine's Day left. But I want to tell all of you happy Valentine's Day, all of our listeners yes. as well. Um, please tune in next Sunday and then the Sunday after that. And then just to make a quick announcement, we are, our last episode is going to be on March the 27th. And I don't want to say yes. last event is over, but we're going to take a, a, a long hiatus to regroup and possibly reformat the show. But uh, we have a lot yes. of exciting stuff so already booked. Um, through March 27th. So stay tuned, keep listening, keep downloading, and we'll be back next Sunday. Until then, be blessed. Bye. We hope you've enjoyed this episode of Let's Face It with Will Strayhorn and Friends. We ask that you visit www.letsfaceitradio.com for up-to-date information on future shows, special guests, advertising opportunities, and exciting interactive ways that you can be a part of the show. Join us next week, same time, same place, for real people, real topics, real talk. Let's face it. Critics and audiences are cheering for Bumblebee. It's an incredible 93% fresh on Rotten Tomatoes. The perfect blend of action, heart, and humor. Not just a great Transformers movie, a great movie, period. Bumblebee, now playing. Ready PG-13. Hi, it's Jamie, progressive number one, number two employee. Leave a message at the... Hey, Jamie, it's me, Jamie. This is your daily pep talk. I know it's been rough going ever since people found out about your acapella group, Mad Harmony, but you will bounce back. I mean, you're the guy always helping people find coverage options with the Name Your Price tool. It should be you giving me the pep talk. Now get out there, hit that high note, and take Mad Harmony all the way to nationals this year! Sorry, this is pitchy. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.